0: This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. Welcome. In this week's podcast, we're going to wrestle with the story Jesus tells in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 20 called the parable of the workers in the vineyard, where we are challenged by Jesus to consider how our own minds can choke out gratitude from our heart and try to plant seeds of envy. When we started looking at these parables of Jesus, these stories, I told you several weeks ago, Jesus has created these stories, crafted them with the intention of blowing our minds. And this story is one of those that's pretty good at that, blowing 21st century North American privileged minds, because this isn't fair, this story, this one, oh, he's gone too far. This is not fair. As he lays it out for us, a guy that owns a vineyard maybe heard the weather report that uh, bad weather's coming in and the grapes are ready to be picked and if you don't get them in this week, you're going to lose your whole crop. So in a frantic, he goes out to hire more workers to get the crop in. And in that time and place, it was common to start work around 6 in the morning and do a 12-hour day, So work 6 to 6. And so he goes out to augment his own workers by hiring as many folks as he can to get the crop in. And he still doesn't feel like he's got enough. There's been a latest update on the weather report. It's going to be even worse than anybody thought. So he's got to get absolutely everything in. So he goes back out at 9 o'clock to find more people to work. He goes back out at noon and at three, and it's still not enough. And so at five o'clock, an hour before quitting time, he goes out and finds even more folks and promises them all, look, I'll give you a fair wage. The first group, he promised a denarius, which was a good wage for a day in that time and place. So translating that to our money, you know, maybe 20 bucks an hour. It's above minimum wage, just barely, but it's a good day. Good days work. So, if you work 12 hours at 20 bucks, 240 for the day is not bad. So, he gets all these folks in and they get the crop in, and it's pay time before everybody goes home. That was another benefit back then. You got paid at the end of every day. And so, the the group that came in at five o'clock get their pay envelopes, and they're stunned to find 240 bucks. For their hour, the full day's wage for one hour's work. And they can't believe their good fortune. Is it a mistake? We better not tell anybody. But you know how people are, they can't contain good news. Word gets out. and So the group that came in at 6 a.m. is thinking, oh my God. It wasn't 20 bucks an hour, it was 240 an hour. Because those folks got 240. We're gonna walk out of here with nearly three grand for the day. Whoa, bazinga. And they get their pay stop, and it's hundred or two hundred and forty bucks. And they're bummed. This isn't fair. This is unjust. We need to unionize. This is wrong. And so they go grumbling and complaining to the owner of the vineyard and say, This isn't fair. How dare you do this? And the story does not seem fair to us. But everything is really dependent upon context. So let me give you an example. I can say the sentence to you, it's going to rain tomorrow. Very simple sentence. It's going to rain tomorrow. You understand what I mean. But the context changes everything. If we're in the middle of Hurricane Katrina and it's rained cats and dogs every day for two weeks. The levees are bursting. Flooding's coming down the streets. Sewers are backed up. The stink in my house is unbelievable. Everything's being destroyed. I come in with the news it's gonna rain tomorrow is not well received. But if I say that to this crowd in the middle of July in Southern Oregon, it's gonna rain tomorrow, hallelujah! We need all the water we can get. Maybe there won't be smoke and fires this summer. So the context is everything. So the story Jesus tells, what if, and I'm just supposing here, I'm reading into it, but what if those folks that he hired, the guy hires at five o'clock were black folks and they were left standing around all day because nobody wanted to hire black folks. And so what if moved with compassion? He says, this isn't fair. And so at the end of the day, gives them a full day wage because it wasn't right. They were discriminated against. Or if they were undocumented neighbors from South America that nobody wanted to hire and were left standing around all day because they were the wrong race. And he decides, I'm going to give them a full day's wage. All of a sudden, the vineyard owner goes from villain to hero in 30 seconds. Yeah, that's right. Or what if, if those folks that have been waiting around all day had diminished capacities or abilities? All of a sudden, he's our hero, giving them an equal day's wage. Now we don't know. We don't know the context of the story. But it, it, there's so much about this that is fluid and and we think we understand what's fair and what isn't. And I would suggest to us the filters we hear this story through or read this story through are tainted because most of us in this room, not all of us, but most of us are white North American folks that are middle class, upper middle class, somewhat educated, and we think we know what's fair and what's right and wrong. But the reality is on this planet, Earth, right now, there's 7 billion human beings, many of whom are not white North Americans with some kind of education, living in a safe place where there's enough food. And so what's so fair that we get to be here and, and other people have to, in this, in this moment, right now, live in a refugee camp? or in some prison cell, because their politics were wrong, or they have been ostracized because of their gender identification, or their, who their family was, their ethnicity. What's so fair that we get to live here in, in a relatively safe place, and can go to work and expect to get paid. And there are many of our species on this planet that will go to work today and have no expectation of getting paid. Their, their expectation is maybe I won't get beaten so badly tonight. I, I have read, I have not been able to verify this, maybe Dawn, who has some pull, can, can help verify this, but I have been told that nearly half the people on this planet go to bed at night, not certain they're going to live through the next day. Because of famine, starvation, no water, war, whatever. That there are many of our species that go to bed at night with little expectation they will survive the next 24 hours. And you and I, that thought never comes into our head. How is that fair? how is it fair that we hit the lottery getting to be here in southern Oregon in this time and place and others have not? How, how is that fair? And, and so we think we can look at this parable and say what's just and what's right and the scales have been tipped in our favor. That's one way we can read this. Another way I read this parable is it amazes me how the joy and gratitude of the original hirees is robbed from them by their own minds. So in the morning at 6 a.m., the guy comes in, says, I'll give you 240 for the day. Hey, that's a good, I'll do that. They work hard all day. They expect their 240, thinking today was a good day. I might even be able to stop by McDonald's on the way home, get something for the kids. It's been a good day. I did good work. I got paid. And then they see that those that worked for an hour got the same pay, and all of a sudden their joy is sucked right out of them. Their satisfaction is stolen from them by their own minds because they're comparing themselves to somebody else. Their own minds robbed them of the satisfaction of a good day's work and a good pay. And how much does my mind do the same thing? Steal from me joy and satisfaction. When I should be grateful, I get envious because somebody seemed to get a better cut of the slab than I did. I mean, it's so silly. We could go through... A line at a cafeteria, and it looks like somebody got a bigger slice of cherry pie than I did. And we, that's not fair. Where's the manager? I want to talk to somebody. I mean, the way our minds just steal from us joy and gratitude and satisfaction because we, it's a fool's game to compare to anybody else, it's just not helpful. And yet we're all uh, afflicted by that disease. And then I think too, of what that loving gratitude might have, or that loving gesture on the part of the vineyard owner might have done for those that came in in the last hour. Let's suppose, for the sake of argument, that they were just lazy. People that didn't want to do anything. They they were just people that wanted to smoke dope and get high and didn't want to work. And they laid around all day and then finally somebody's willing to give them an hour's worth of work. And they get to, what if, so let's paint the picture, make it as dark as you want. Has shaming those folks ever helped motivate them? to get their act together, has calling them names or telling them how lazy and rotten they are and you need to get yourself together. How many, how, how, how well has that worked? And so maybe loving them and being kind and gracious to them can pull something out of them they might not even know is still buried in there. For example, you guys know I'm married. I have a beautiful, wonderful wife named Nancy. And let's suppose Nancy was really, really crazy (laughs) and said, look, I love you and I will love and accept you. I don't care what you do. I just love you. Now, some people could say, well, I could take that as a license to go do whatever the heck I want to do because I know she's going to love me and forgive me and I can get away with whatever I want. Now, that's one response. But what of her loving affection is so powerful to me that, my God, how can I honor this woman's trust? How can I live in a way that dignifies and honors what she has so freely given to me? How can I respond with all that I am to live up to the love and affection she has graciously offered to me? Might that have the same effect? with these workers that worked one hour. Someone saw great worth in me. How can I pay that back? How can I, out of gratitude, respond? I think that's a question before us. You know, I, I, I've shared in previous weeks that great line of Philip Yancey, the, the Christian writer, who says, one of the most annoying things about race is that it's unfair. We don't like that, according to what we think fair should be. And what if the grace that the vineyard owner gives to those folks that work the one hour so liberated them that they could be grateful and live into the fullness of their humanity? Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? And so when I read this parable, what it says to me is look, I live in a world that is not fair. That there are many of my species on this planet that don't nearly have it as good as I do. In fact, they probably can't even dream and imagine to have it as good as I do. So I can just roll over and say, isn't that swell? I'm awful lucky. Or can I do something about that to help make it more fair for the people that don't have it as good as I do? the the wonderful Jewish rabbi Abraham Heschel says what is decisive is the realization that our spiritual power is the power to help heal what is broken in the world so instead of just walking around like I'm blessed, I'm lucky I hit the lottery how can I share that in such a way so that others might have a little lottery come their way, a little benefit come their way so that together we all advance. I think that's part of what this parable may speak to us. One of the things, see one of the things I've learned about gratitude is it's like a chain reaction. The more I find that I'm grateful for the more things I think of to be grateful for, and the more generous it helps me to become. Now, here's the kicker. The more I find myself tapping into generosity and gratitude, the more I actually become like God, who's incredibly generous and grateful. And I think that's the call of this. How can we all become more grateful and generous by sharing the good fortune that has come. Look, every one of us in this room, pretty much if you look at the whole planet, seven billion people, we're all the one-hour workers that got the full day's wage. How can we share that? How can we spread that around? That's what this parable calls out to me from over 2,000 years ago as it hits my head in this time and in this place. How does it hit yours?